Hello and welcome to the Mindful Coach Podcast. And I'm your host, Brett Hill. I'm a mindful somatic coach and founder of the Mindful Coach Association. I meet a lot of coaches working with the Mindful Coach Association. I'm so inspired by their stories and the courageous work that they're doing that I created this podcast so you can hear them too. If you're aligned with this work, then join us at themindfulcoachassociation.com where you can list your services for absolutely free and receive invitations to community meetings where you can network and meet your colleagues. We hope you'll join us. And now, The Mindful Coach Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Mindful Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Hill, founder of The Mindful Coach Association. And one of our amazing members is the incredible Anna House. Let me introduce you to her. She is a parent, educator, family coach, and an energy healer. She believes the best way to achieve a better world is through raising a generation of children who are stewards of the earth and compassionate contributing members to our communities. She does that by providing family education and coaching, offering educator resources, and by working with people individually in energy healing sessions. She loves making connections with others who are passionate, motivated, and inspired to be part of a creating a more peaceful, just, sustainable, and healthy world. Often, that work looks like engaging in deep healing and personal transformation work. Welcome to the show, Anna. Oh, Thank it's great you so to have much, you. Brett. You know, I'm our really, really show conversation we had, I just enjoyed such a nice, fun report. I just have a good time talking to you. You're so much fun. And I can't wait to share the journey of, you know, <laughs> what you've been through and how was it you got here. So let's just start way back. Like, what was it that made you realize there's more going on here than meets the eye? Some you know, Often people have some kind of like story that goes, wait, what? And I'd really interested. Is there something like that you, you would care to share? <laughs> oh there definitely is and i'm getting those like full body tingle goosebumps just thinking about it and having the opportunity yeah, to share right. an right. <laughs> version of that story with all of you today <laughs> um and the really exciting thing is that i have a big oh, anniversary oh, wow. of sorts coming up tomorrow so, which I believe yeah, is the, the day so that just, this podcast will air. So, so just for the guests, um, if you're listening this to uh, this, August the 30th. So she's talking about August 31st. So whenever you're listening to this, that's the point in time when this is going to happen, 2023. Yes. And exactly 24 years ago, on Whoa. August 31st, 1999, my, yeah, yeah, August 31st, oh, 1999, wow, nice. my son was born. And um, that was probably the most mm. transformational experience of my entire life. I was, um, I was young. My family was, my extended family um were nervous and scared for me to step uh, on into a journey as a parent at such a young age. Um, but my commitment and dedication to um, this amazing wild spirit that was coming through me um, really sustained mm. my, my strength and my courage to, um, to really hold space for, for his, for his journey. And that was really, um, 
it was it was a moment when I decided mm-hmm. that against all odds, I would listen to my truth, listen to that, you know, that quiet inner voice um, and follow it and continue to follow it. And I made a commitment to be a different kind of parent than I had ever witnessed in the world. I wanted to be different than my parents. I wanted to um, have a close relationship with this child. I wanted to build a life for us where we felt, could feel um, like we were yeah, I mean, it's you know, not, at the it's, time it felt like we were. It was us yeah, against the I mean, world. It, it, you know, something now, about this experience caused you to really turn <laughs> inward, and somehow you found some kind of a north star. Like this is this is what's true, and I'm going to do it, even if there are no models out there for me. Exactly, and and looking back. Um, it no longer feels like a battlefield, you know, that I had to kind of like conquer. Um, but realizing that it was, um, it was a journey and it was an inner journey and it was a commitment to, um, it was a commitment to discovery, to discovering new ways of being, um, being present, um, new ways of being in like cooperative and, you know, co-creative relationship, um, with both my child, my partner, the universe, mother earth, right? Like everything. <laughs> well, let's keep it small. <laughs> um, and, um, and so, you know, it was like slow decisions along, along that journey where I committed to, you know, a holistic, um, holistic healthcare and a holistic approach to um, caring for my child, um, you know, including the types of food that I, uh, you know, that I served in my family meals and the kinds of healthcare we sought out, but also, um, you know, researching all kinds of different alternative parenting styles. I was embarking simultaneously on my own journey as an educator, teaching preschool, infants and toddlers for uh, almost two decades and supporting other families and parents with discovering their own unique um, journey towards aligning with their values um, and finding solutions that worked for them and their child, despite the messages that they were hearing from experts, um, pediatricians, family members. I mean, even strangers feel like they can give advice to parents all the time. <laughs> and right. <laughs> right. Famously, right? So, you know, you know, you really should try this. What, do you have any kid? No, but I think this. <laughs> Yeah. And so, you know, that um, that journey kind of culminated then with an experience where um, my own mother was diagnosed with cancer and I left Mm. the classroom to support her for two years in doing direct care for for my my mother um, until she passed away. And it was during that Mm. time that I really felt this calling towards something bigger. Like I knew I was impacting the lives of the children in my classroom. Um, and mm. I had already embarked on trying to be out there advocating on a larger level for systems changes and marching in protests and all kinds of things like trying to make the world a better place. But it felt mm-hmm. like I was stuck. I was like, there's something mm. bigger out there for me. There's something deeper for me to explore. And um, that's when I found the Barbara Brennan School of Healing. And um, shortly after my mother passed away, I enrolled in the four-year program to become a Brennan Healing Practitioner and spent four years studying energy healing science. 
Wow, that's that's a lot of years to study uh, a healing science. It's yeah. like, you know, MD-level study in a way, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they offer um, a bachelor's degree in healing science, um, as well as continuing education. It's an incredible program. Some people call it the rocket ship for personal transformation, um, because I was not only learning how to support others, but I was taking that deep dive into myself. And it, it was at that, it was at some point in the middle of those years, I believe it was the second year of school, where we began to um, take our exploration out into um, our relationships. And I yes. had this aha where I thought, here I am out there shouting in the streets, trying to create world peace, right? When I can't even create peace in the four walls of my own home. I'm coming mm. home every day. Um, there's screaming, there's frustration, there's, uh, you know, crying, there's you know, the butting heads and conflict. And, mm. Um, and when I, I literally quit cold Turkey, like all these things that I was out there doing, 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 right. All this doing. And I was like, done. And I had to sit in and be in that pause. And in that moment, many, many moments, years, even of stillness to find, Mm. um, my way towards inner peace, really taking that deep dive inside myself, starting to unpack some of the energetic patterns that were leaving me in these habitual spaces of conflict, um, to be able to slowly untangle that in myself, begin to create an atmosphere in my home where my children, my partner, and I could start to live that dream that I was talking about that started 24 years ago when I was like, oh, it's going to be this cooperative, co-creative, beautiful, peaceful, loving, joyful family. Right? Um, Unicorns and rainbows, right? Um, and I hadn't even seen all the stresses in life sneaking up on me um, until it felt almost too late, right? But it's right. never yeah, too the late. The only problem with the vision is that I'm in it and I haven't <laughs> done that work, right? <laughs> Oh, and I was exhausted and depleted. I was having physical ailments associated with that. Um, And, um, and as I began to untangle all of that and create that peace in my home, that vision has now slowly over the last now, you know, seven or eight years since graduating from the school, I've been able to feel how that is picking up momentum and the ripple effects of the work, the inner work that I've done, that the work that I've done in my family has begin, begun to impact the work that I'm doing in my communities and the work that I'm now doing as part of um, Anna Howe's whole family healing and personal transformation so that I can um, build that kind of support for others. Um, wow. Wow. Okay. So if I just kind of hang out with that, I get really interested in that segment where you took it to your own, you know, you took it internally, like disconnected from all the doing and you went and said, I've got to set my own house in order. Mm -hmm. And what was that transformation like for you? Well, it was gradual. um, And it was, it's interesting because, you know, this kind of transformation isn't like you wake up one day and you're like, it's all transformed, right? Or you say like, <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this in the next minute. It's like changed, right? 
Um, right. It's like the tide coming in, you know, it's like, it's, it's a process, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was really a culmination of being able to bring in all that I learned as an early educator, everything I understand about early childhood development, um, the way that I believe I, I consider myself a baby whisperer and a toddler translator. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And I brought that work to myself, to my inner, mm. my inner infant, my inner toddler, my inner child. And, um, and I will say, I do also consider myself now like a, a, a teen. I don't know what a good word for it is, but teenagers are right now are my just favorite teenagers and young adults. I just love hanging out with them. They're so fun. They're mm. so creative. They're so passionate. Right. And there was a lot of wounding for me at that age too. Um, a lot of us experience a lot of hardship through middle school, high school yeah. and transition to college and like the real world. Right. <laughs> Oh, so it was really <laughs> a little somatic memory there. <laughs> um, so it was about bringing that in for myself. Um, and as I grew more patience for those little parts of me that get triggered, that feel scared, um, that feel defensive, I, you know, that kind of that slowing in, it, it's really about slowing down. And I love that you and I took yeah. a moment before we started this interview, right? Just even just a moment to to slow down, to take those breaths, resource ourselves. Yeah. Exactly so. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, it was it was these little moments where all of a sudden I realized like, oh, that thing I was longing for, that part where I can I can talk talk to my child and move at their pace and create spaces where they feel accepted and loved and, and therefore respond back to me with respect and love. Oh, that's happening. Oh, wait, wait a second. I don't even remember the last time I, you know, lost my cool. Um, mm. And yet my, my youngest kid still loves to tell the story of when I threw a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at the wall. Right. So these things still happen. <laughs> it does happen. It's in the folklore. That's really funny. So that's a, that's quite a journey. Um, I'm wondering now, it's like, are you, are you back um, teaching now? That's a great question. So I don't work directly in the classroom. Um, what I'm teaching now is I am teaching an online course for parents called Roots to Grow, Wings to Fly. Um, again, hoping for this ripple effect for this work to, to ripple out into the world. I want this to be available to as many adults as possible. Um, so that's, you know, my vision originally was like me in the classroom with, you know, 23 year olds. And now I'm like, oh, there's millions of three year olds in the world. How do yeah. we reach them? Mm -hmm. How do we reach them? And how do I support families and, um, parents and caregivers who are feeling that same stress and overwhelm that I was feeling. Um, so mm -hmm. this course is a culmination of bringing together, again, everything that I learned about child development and combining it with everything I learned um, as an energy healer, really taking the understanding of the anatomy of the human energy field and our chakra systems and how to, how to approach, um, how to find a new approach 
that's not me telling people more things to do, right? It's not about being like, okay, right. do this. Here's here's the right. you know, right. <laughs> this is the magic wand you wave, and then everything will be you know fixed. It's really about helping parents again turn that turn that um, lens around, looking at their own inner work, but but also giving them some fun games to play, some different tips and tricks and tools that I've found over the years. Um, to to put into place to slowly um, kind of create the atmosphere, create the environment in which they uh, have the tools to to find, to create, to discover their own unique mm-hmm. solutions to everyday sticky moments. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you're. That's the the teaching that you're doing these days, right? Yeah, yeah. And I also have a course for educators, so um, teaching teaching educators who are in the classroom um, some of these tools as well. I have a whole um, series of uh, educational offerings for for teachers. Um, I think I was sharing with you, I currently have a free video on my website, which is called an energy reset for educators, um, where you can just watch a short video and take that time to resource yourself. Um, Take that time to just slow down and um yeah and 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 build some energetic and inner resources for yourself so you can be a more whole person when you step into the classroom um and then i find myself with kids all the time i just took my nephew camping you know i'm teaching all the time i'm like everywhere i go i'm with kids i can't help that's what teachers do Yeah. Uh, so, so what do you say to people who have sort of a fuzzy relationship to the notion of like energy and energy mm. work and that kind of thing? There, because there's a whole bunch of people that I think could benefit from many of the things you're you're putting out in the world. But, but when they hear energy, they might go, "Ooh, I don't know if I want to like you know dive into all of the whole you know chakra system and all." And, and I'm you know no judgment on my part. I'm I'm trying to represent a voice here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a real thing, right? It's a real thing. I think we're at a moment now where this language is more common. And I would say the most common use of this language that you hear everyone say all the time is the the word vibe, right? We throw this word around all the time. We're like, ooh, I don't like the vibe of that place. Like, I'm not going back there, yeah. right? Or we're like, oh, I love this guy's vibe. Like, I want to hang out with mm-hmm. Brett, right? So we... Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, we already have normalized the concept of energy because what vibe is short for is vibration. And the way I describe this, um, because it's the only way that in kind of elementary science we learn about vibration is through sound. So we can really visualize sound waves, right? So let's say, um, you know, a, a symbol is like clang together. We can, in our imaginations, know that when that symbol hits, there's a vibration that starts to ripple out from the symbol. And when that when that um, sound wave hits our eardrum, we hear it. It's like, ching, We're like, whoa, okay, I heard that, right? Um, the same thing, you know, any kind of energetic imprint has that same um, capacity for extending a vibrational wave out in space and then we feel it and we pick up on it and um and so you know one of the things that i studied so the the barbara brennan school of healing is a is a really powerful model because dr barbara ann brennan was a nasa scientist 
Um, she's quoted as having left the study of outer space to study inner space. And mm -hmm. she actually used um, the Western scientific method and Western scientific tools to measure and quantify the human energy field and actually prove that there is an electromagnetic field around all living things. And this electromagnetic field is vibrating um, with, with a frequency and that frequency changes depending on our mood and our emotions or our reactions to things that we encounter in our day-to-day -day life. And when that, when that energetic vibration shifts in our human energy field, it sends ripples out that people feel. So you can be in a room full of people who are chatting and smiling and, and, you know, connecting with each other. And one person walks in who's in a real sour mood, like instantly the room goes like, right. You just feel mm -hmm. the energy drop. It's like, and people are mm -hmm. like leaning away from this guy. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, he's yeah, had a exactly. nice space for this person who might, you know, have uh, a certain energetic imprint that's not, um, you know, maybe not desirable or, or what you were hoping for in that moment. But then in the same token, all it takes is one person holding a stronger vibration for, um, you know, for joy or compassion, um, understanding, you know, to shift that the vibe in the space again to, you know, coming back, whatever it is to engage in the meeting, create, have creative ideas. So we're using our energy all the time, whether we know it or not. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I have a whole, oh gosh, a whole uh, orientation to this that I don't talk about a lot, but it's, mm. um, it, and it has to do with the people who've done their inner work, right? Because what happens I, in my experience is once you've really done the hard work that like you've talked about, where it's not like, you know, oh, I got it now. It's a moment. It's like years of work. You begin to um, create within yourself a resource that isn't as variable as the world around you. Mm. And so you're not, you're not as influenced by your transient experience of other things in your world. The, you know, Necker Tolle talks about this all the time um, to the degree of like, you know, the house is burning down, but you're fine, right? So it's kind of like walk outside. Oh, look, the house, man, that's horrible. But it's it's just a house. It's not you. And you can you can choose to be in a space where your life is ruined in your head because you have all this these notions about what this means. Or you can check in with yourself and go, you know, life is still effervescing from me, and the, the sky is beautiful. I'm not talking about trying to be completely disassociated from impacts. I'm, I'm using an extreme example. So what I'm trying to say in another way is you, that woman walks in the room, and I, in my mind, it's like from a mindful place, if I'm paying attention, I notice that this woman has this vibe, and I just it's just a fact. Oh, she's she's carrying this vibe. It's not my vibe now. It's over there. Right. And a lot of other people though, sometimes they'll start to tune up to the vibe of the people around exactly. them. Mm -hmm. And so they, you know, they get dampened by the dampeners in the world. And there are a lot of them. There are a lot of people who don't want you to shine and they're going to throw water on your light or they're going to try to douse you. Right. Because they don't like that because it makes them feel smaller. And so uh, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that through the work that you're talking about and the work that I do also in my work, and I'm, I'm riffing a little too long here, but, um, you know, you create a space in yourself where you become um, 
your own your own resource, and I don't mean like I am a resource, but it flows through you. Yeah. And uh, and when you're doing that, then um, what you notice is people give you feedback about that. Is because it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Do people? What do they say to you about you about your energy? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, I do, um, I do find, um, let's see, there's a couple things I want to say. One is first that this vibe travels beyond time and space. So like yeah. that you and I can feel it right now, even though we're across the continent from each other, calling in at different time zones on the computer, like you're just a square on a screen to me right now, but I, we can mm -hmm. still have an energetic exchange. Right. So like, that's just one thing to throw out there, maybe freak people out a little bit, but you know, it's a real, it's real. <laughs> or maybe get some people it, excited. I'm, it, to be like, totally, oh, I'm afraid to say it totally is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that, I think the reason I bring that up is because over the last, you know, handful of years, like the last three or four years, um, as we've gone more and more remote, um, that's when I've noticed this thing that people say when they're like, whoa, I, I like hanging out with you. Like, wow, Anna, you bring a certain energy to a space that really, um, you know, is, you know, some people say super positive or other people say it's so comforting or, you know, people, people will notice, they'll say something. Oh, that was so fun. You know, just talking with you. I forgot we were on Zoom. Right. So it's that ability to have a certain presence and I call it contact. So it's like connection, um, but it's a deeper connection where I am present yeah. and connected to myself. And therefore, like I can have closer and deeper contact with you. And again, to what you are speaking to, that doesn't mean that I take on everything you're feeling and become, you know, a whim to all the drama that you that you might be sharing with me. But it means that I can hold present and clear and centered in myself and listen to you fully at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would call what you're talking about is what I would call uh, one way I, I would describe being a healthy empath. It's like, you know, being able to connect with people in a deeper way, feel them really pretty fully, and also realize that's not my energy, that's their energy, and mm -hmm. feel the impact of that on you, but it doesn't become you. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And that's, 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 a, that's a beautiful, beautiful way to be in the world, because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of beauty that you get to vibe with. Totally. I love that. And I, <laughs> and I'll say that a lot of people who come um, to me for energy healing sessions are deep empaths, you know, highly sensitive yeah. people who really feel overwhelmed and blasted by yeah. all the input they get everywhere they go. There's, there is a lot um, happening on this planet. These are really intense times, uh, you know, emotions really run high, and there's a lot of pain and suffering. Um, and when you're, you know, constantly taking that on and feeling overwhelmed, um, a lot of people, you know, through their early childhood experiences have been normalized to being caretakers in their lives, and they're really trying to make everything okay. Um, and this can, you know, this can leave us feeling really depleted, completely overwhelmed. People aren't sleeping, they have high anxiety They're, you know, and, and eventually when that's taken on, it can manifest as, as physical disease, um, physical dis-ease, right? Where we're, we're really holding a lot of that, um, 
trauma in our bodies. And so yeah. the healing table is another place where I educate. So it's not just about, um, you know, laying there and receiving this hands-on energy healing, which I can do in person um, here in Vermont in my office, but also remotely, again, over Zoom, where people are laying in the comfort of their own homes. And we get to mm -hmm. have this exchange and they receive um, they receive that energetic support through the energy healing techniques that I use. But I'm also educating them with tools and resources to be able to practice this on their own, to be able to really develop their own healthy relationship to their deep sensitivities and, um, and how to develop that as, uh, as, a, as a tool, as a gift that they have in the world and not be um, a victim to it. And one of the ways I do this, you know, speaking of this kind of energetic vibe, one of the things that I teach about is called a healing response. Um, mm -hmm. Most people have only ever heard of a trauma response, right? Where we're like yeah. in a deep reactive space. Um, but when we can start to make energetic observations and have a greater capacity, like you said, to, to stay in that centered um, grounded place in ourselves, no matter what's happening on the outside, we can then have the opportunity to actually choose, consciously choose the energetic vibration that we're holding. And we can even choose to hold an energetic vibration. That's a healing response, not just for ourselves, but for the others that are around us. And this is... So what, can you give an example of that, you think? Um, sure. I can definitely uh, share an example of that. I'll share two examples because the first example is a healing response I hold for myself. Um, a healing response I hold for myself, I have named vanilla pudding and it's so delicious. Right? And mm. the name just helps you, right? You can feel it immediately. This like energetic vibration of vanilla pudding, it's soothing, it's nourishing, it's sweet. It, and, um, and this healing response for me comes from, the place in me that gets triggered when I feel like there's not enough. When I feel like there's not enough, I'm not enough. I lived with food insecurity as a child. I lived with scarcity in my life. And that feeling can sneak up on me. Even as an adult, mm -hmm. that has everything I need. I'm like plenty of food sure. in the fridge, right? That feeling can sneak up on me and it can impact my relationships with others. It can impact the way I react in situations. Mm -hmm. And now that I can start to track how that feels when it comes up in my body, right? I start to feel this hollow sinking in my stomach and like a knot in my throat. Like I've started mm -hmm. to be able to have a somatic experience of what that's like yeah. when it's sneaking up on me. And then I'm like, ah, vanilla pudding. And I just mm -hmm. start drinking it in. It's like, oh, there is enough. I am nourished. And I can just feel the edges of my energy start to soften and smooth out, right? When I'm when I'm feeling like there's not enough, I get like porcupine. -y. I get all yeah, like on uh -huh. edge. And I'm like, get, ah! all, get all grabby and clutchy. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, grasping, like, <laughs> but trying to pull from other people, like what I need, right? right, right. It's like, oh, no, I can resource myself. I can give myself yeah. everything that I need. And I can provide mm -hmm. that for myself with this healing, healing response that I call vanilla pudding. Mm. So that's one example that's, of a healing response. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. You're going to give another one. Yeah. I am. I am. So the second one that I've been teaching a lot lately is, um, is a healing response in relationship with someone else. So this is when um, 
you've maybe presented something to someone and they don't like it. And they're like, let me tell you, the finger comes out and they're like, <laughs> their energy's going up and over. They're coming out. Oh, Sometimes nice, it can yeah. feel like an attack. It can feel like, um, you know, they want to tell you why you're wrong. They want to, you know, they're, they're some, something you've said has triggered them into a defense where they feel like they're on the attack. Mm-hmm. We often, this happens all the time and we don't, we don't really, we don't often mean to do that, right? It's just the way that our energetic systems start to, um, like, uh, there's a way in which sometimes that our energy combined with the other person's energy just creates conflict, right? Well, they got triggered. They're triggered They're somehow triggered. into being defensive, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, the, the healing response that I teach for this, again, starts with that place in ourselves where we're like, okay, I, I'm okay. I'm whole and complete. First, we start there. We fill our, we fill the space around us, the space inside and around us with this feeling of sort of okayness. Okay. I'm okay. I'm safe. We we'll start okay. with that. Um, and that I'm often. Safe. Yeah. I'm safe is really important. And, and the feeling of safety really is about dropping our energy. We hold a lot of energy from our, sh- our shoulders and head and above in Western culture. Mm-hmm. We're like thinking and trying to figure everything out all the time. So when you drop that energy down, all the way down past your hips and pelvis down, so you're broadening your energy field by your legs and your feet, you're instantly in a, a energetic response of safety and trust. So you first fill yourself with that feeling. And then you imagine the outside of your energy field coated with a impenetrable and non-stick, non-stick coating, right? Back in the day, they would have called this like Teflon. So you're like, you right. create like a Teflon pan with the outside of your um, energy field so that anything that that person's trying to throw at you, like verbal arrows, you know, you know, um, hooks from up above trying to get, get you their their energetic defense their goal is to get you to engage because that gives them the energetic feedback that they are looking for like to prove that they're right to you know a lot of people um, engage in this way and when you are able to like hold a really clear um, response which this healing response is called no contest. Mm-hmm. No contest. Like I'm not going to engage in the fighting about this. Mm-hmm. You can still practice active listening and hear what they have to say, but you don't have to engage in the conflict and anything they're throwing at you is sliding off the outside of your energy field and just melting down into the earth. And Mother Earth always just transmutes and transforms any of that kind of energy. She takes all our Beautiful. shit composts it and grows beautiful fruits and vegetables right so we can nice. just let her you know let her do her work and and hold that clear boundary I mean, that's really a boundary mm. that that is also a healing response yeah that's uh, that's that's really powerful uh skill to have particularly i think this is a dynamic when you encounter people there's a lot of people in the world who that's one of their main dynamics is they want to overpower yeah. You know, they want to overpower people verbally and emotionally. And so the capacity to um, create some separation there so that you're not uh, you're not going to take the bait. As they, Sometimes I talk yeah. about it and I use a little similar but different language. It's kind of like, well, if they're handing you this gift, 
of like, you know, da, 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 just let them hold it, you know, <laughs> don't take it. Just kind of like, oh, no, thank you. I appreciate that. But no, I'm not having that. I'm sorry you're upset, but there seems to be a problem on that side of the room here. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> over here, it's pretty nice. And uh, I'm sorry you're having a hard time. Uh, you know, maybe you should get some help with that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine taught me when I, I I've coined this one, the wax on wax off. And she says, like, right. like that is your stuff. Right? This right. is my right. stuff. I like that's good. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. I know in coaching, I talk about this as a as the shield of sensitivity. Ooh. And it's a similar sort of thing. It's kind of I don't call it necessarily a shield, but like a, a, a you know, it's like a way where I imagine that there's um there's like a screen of sensitivity mm -hmm. and all my senses are showing up on this. All the stuff that's coming across is showing up on the screen. So I'm not energetically in the other person's field. Cause I, I know a lot of energy workers and they kind of are a little aggressive about going into people's energy and I don't respect that at all. And so it's like, I, I try to keep clear boundaries, even though I, I don't normally talk about this stuff with my clients at all. It's cause I'm just like letting their energy be over there. I'm, trying to mindfully observe my response to who they are. And like you said, and I think it gets down to this in a lot of ways by doing this work where you connect to yourself in a really profound way. We're talking about non-trivial work here to get connected to yourself in a way that's really powerful mm -hmm. and, and not imaginary. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're sitting in the, in the strength of that and then you are simply being in rapport with that while you're in rapport with other people. That's what gives you the ability to see deeper and connect to and speak to things and people that they themselves might not be quite connected up to. Mm. And, and in doing that, you quicken, if you will, that because of this resonance thing that goes on, you help awaken that in them. And so they walk away going, well, I don't know why, but I just feel really calm after talking to you. Yeah. And the reason is because I'm talking to the calm part in you, mm. whether you know it or not. And I'm not trying to be subversive, but that's just the way I roll. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and the way I teach this to parents, right? Because this is like such a powerful tool when with our kids. Our kids are um, the most eloquent at triggering us like they know exactly which buttons to push they know exactly how to trigger the deepest parts of us that are needing and you know <laughs> and maybe subconsciously calling for our um healing and exactly so when our kids are triggering us this is really important place for us to be able to do that inner work and to look within ourselves um instead of blaming it it's really easy to blame it on someone who's smaller than you right and so how do you how do you actually um practice what you preach and um and model the behavior that you long for your child to um you know to learn and the this um tool i call harmonic induction so back to the mm. back to us being able to visualize this through the concept of um of sound and um, for those of you listening, 
I don't know if everyone will be watching the video, but for those of you listening, I'm going to use each of my hands um, to demonstrate a tuning fork. So the first tuning fork is my right hand, and I'm going to strike this tuning fork on a solid object, which creates a vibration. So I'm shaking my hand back and forth, and this tuning fork is ringing. And we can imagine now that that, um, that vibration, that sound wave is rippling out. And you can bring another tuning fork, this is my left hand, which is not shaking, it's a tuning fork that has not been struck, close enough to the one that has been struck and they both begin to ring. And so now both of my hands are, are shaking or vibrating, right? So that, that idea that like our vibe, our vibration actually has an impact on those around us. So this is why a healing yeah. response is so powerful, just the same exact way that you just said it. If I'm calm and if I am centered, I'm vibrating a vibration that is calm and centered. And therefore those who come around me will feel that in themselves. They're, you know, they, they begin to also resonate at that same frequency. And it's like, huh, wow, this feels so good. Yeah. Um, and so this is where we can really have a positive impact, um, not just on others, but also on the, on, on the environment, on the spaces mm -hmm. in which we enter. Yes. Right. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, so um, one other thing I just wanted to mention is that um all of these tools are within this concept that I really believe that when we start to understand the anatomy of our energy field, what we're really understanding is the direct connection between our mental and emotional health and our physical health, mm -hmm. as well as the, this kind of anatomy of our energy field or understanding the way we use our energy also gives us a direct map to understand ourselves in relationship to others. Yeah, And that, that I find is a really powerful tool for being able to take that, those steps towards the um, life we long to live, towards the relationships we long to have. Um, it really helps us have sort of concrete, um, like, again, a map is the, the way that mm -hmm. I describe it, a concrete map um, back to our most whole selves and then therefore achieving those longings. I'm a big fan of maps, and um, I learned a bunch of them in my work from character maps and coaching. Maps. I, I teach one of the Mindful Coach Method, the Somatic Insight Cycle, and uh, it's really super helpful because whenever you you get a little confused in the world, you know, you don't know quite what you're doing, these maps are really helpful to orient because that's what maps do. You're like, yeah. where am I? Where am I going? You know, use a map to kind of orient. And so I'm really a big fan of maps. I'm really glad you, you're bringing that into your work. How do people engage this wonderful energy field of Anne Howes? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, all right. So right now, I am just launching a five a free five day challenge to slow down your parenting. So if you're a parent out there, a caregiver, really anyone who interacts with kids, this is going to be a really fun way for you to engage with me. Um, we're going to start on Monday, a, a week from this coming Monday, September 11th, and it's going to be five days. You're going to get an email and a quick easy video into your inbox each day for five days. It's not going to take you more than 15 minutes, each of these little tips, tricks, and tools, just to help you take that time to really resource yourself and give you some um, 
some of these like how to develop that presence in yourself. Um, and I was telling you, one of my favorite tools to teach, and this will be day two of the challenge, is called the scientific method of parenting. And this is mm -hmm. a really simple tool for making observations in your life, for becoming that kind of objective observer in your life so that you can see, you know, you can kind of pan the camera out, look at the big picture, see all the moving pieces, observe the physical space, the emotional space, the energetic space, and be able to really, you know, kind of put that in, in your mind as like, okay, these observations will help inform a hypothesis. And this hypothesis mm -hmm. will help me make adjustments. And then I just see what happens. And it's not about getting it right or getting it wrong. It's just about what those adjustments tell you about the environment. Maybe they show you that you need to make some more adjustments, right? And maybe at mm -hmm. one point you're like, oh, this works so great. And you have a moment to celebrate, like bringing joy and celebration into our lives is one of my real passions. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, as with kids, it'll work for like five days and then they'll be on to the next developmental phase and you'll have to start all over again, start from scratch. But at least you're not putting that pressure on yourself that like you have to get it perfect. Um, so it's, is this something that people can, I'm sorry, I just wanted right. to ask, is this something that people can engage anytime or does it have to be at the time that you're launching it? Yeah, thanks for asking. So we are going to launch it live. Um, this is the first time that I'm offering this five day challenge. So we're going to all do it live together. So if you're listening to this oh. in the next couple of weeks, I just please, 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 please like sign up by the beginning of September and, and do it with us live because we'll have, I, I'll be engaging every day, practicing all the tools myself, um, talking about it on um, my Instagram page, sharing about it in, um, in the comments, in the lessons. Um, and once the five days are over, it's not too late. I, this is going to be an evergreen thing that will live on my site. So you can visit and you can engage in the five day challenge, no matter when you're okay, hearing great. this and it'll be there Yay. for you. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And, uh, and so how do they find you? What's your website? It is AnnaHowes.com. So that's A-N-N-A-H-O-W-E-S.com. Okay. Um, well, yeah. We'll put all that in the show notes so people Great. can find it. Great. Um, I also wanted to share that um, I'm currently just uh, offering a package deal and giving folks a 5% discount on buying a um, three session bundle for energy healing sessions. So I've had a number of people reach out to me and I'm like, I want you to get the support that you need. And my clients who have done three consecutive sessions in a row have had incredible results. So I'm offering a special um, package deal right now. You can, um, you can get the information quickest by emailing me Anna, A-N-N-A, at AnnaHouse.com. Um, that would be the fastest way for me to get you information about that package deal. And um, I'm running it through the fall um, of 2023. But if you're listening to this even years from now and you reach out to me and ask for it, I, I will honor that because I think that everyone deserves the healing and support that they long for. Indeed, they do. Yeah. And so thank you so much. This has been really great talking to you. I could talk to you all day ah! because this is just a blast. <laughs> uh, I really enjoy the work that you're doing. And on behalf of the universe, thank you for that. And I know that your clients and, and your 
the world that you are impacting through your work is is better off for it. And you know, and Anna is a is a great representation in a way of of, of the work that many of the coaches in the Mindful Coach Association are doing. Fabulous work, all of them courageous, inspired people doing amazing work. And that's what the Mindful Coach Podcast is about: is helping these coaches get the word out and to inspire and uplift others who hear this and realizing that you are not alone. There is a lot of great work going on out there. And if you're um, inclined to join us and to meet these amazing souls, you can join us at the mindfulcoachassociation.com and come to the community meetings and get involved in all the goodness that's going on there. It's absolutely free to join. And uh, you'd be welcome if you're resonant with this at all. So thank you mm. so much, Anna. It was great talking mm -hmm. to you. I really appreciate you being here. Mm, thank you so much, Brett. And thank you for the space that you hold for all of us. Mm. I love being a member of the association. Um, and yeah, I'm just taking it all in. Mm, thank you so kindly. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Bye. And that's a wrap for this edition of the Mindful Coach Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this presentation. And if you did, follow us and leave us a review. If you're a coach or helping professional that values mindfulness in your work, browse over to mindfulcoachassociation.com and create a free community profile describing your services so the world can find you. And you'll be invited to exclusive community meetings where you can meet your colleague. I'm your host, Brett Hill founder of the Mindful Coach Association, coach and coach trainer, teaching the Mindful Coach Method. You can find out more about me at themindfulcoach.com. Until next time, stay present.